Well, we are in level three now. How has this week been for you? You know, as I, as I talk to people, as I read comments on social media, as I listen to conversations, my, my perception as I talk to these people, if I could put one word to what I'm hearing, what I'm sensing, what I'm perceiving, that word is unsettled. Unsettled. People are feeling unsettled. We are in a transition. Uh, you know, there is economic activity has kind of started again in level three, but many companies have closed and some people are afraid to open their emails or to, to answer that phone call because they don't know if the next call or email could be a dismissal. And of course, some people have lost jobs. Some people are going through very difficult times. And yet we don't know what lies ahead of us. We know we, we've come from somewhere, we're going somewhere, but we don't know when we're going to get there, how we're going to get there. It's a very unsettling time. We are in a situation where no one can tell us how long this season is going to last because nobody has been there before. We've got no frame of reference. This is a first for the whole world. There is a new normal coming. We, we know this. We've spoken about this. And we are hearing this often a lot now. But what does this new normal look like? And above all, when is it going to get here? And so there's that feeling of being unsettled. Can you identify with that? The dictionary defines unsettled as lacking in order or stability. Liable to change, unpredictable, not yet resolved. Wow, you know, each one of these definitions, uh, we could talk about it in describing what is happening today. It's, it's a good definition of where we find ourselves right now. Lacking stability. Every sphere of society has been affected. World economies have been affected. Nothing is stable or predictable. Now, we, we like to be in control, don't we? Um, we like stability. Yet now we have none of that. And it is hitting some people very, very hard. How are you doing in the middle of this unsettled stage in the world? In some nations, we see a lack of order. There is rioting, violence, anger. How are we as believers, as far as of Christ, how are we supposed to live in times like these? When we also feel unsettled like everyone else around us, how are we supposed to act? What are we to do? Now, in this message, I want to refer to three events in the Bible and extract some principles that could guide us through this time. Of course, there are more than three events in the Bible which relate to the season we are in, but I'm only going to use these three. The three events are the crossing of the desert by the people of Israel. You, you know the story, Moses and the Israelites crossing the desert. You find the story in the books of Exodus to Deuteronomy. 
The second event is David returning with his men to his hometown of Ziklag and finding his town burned down, destroyed, and all the women and children taken away captive. You find the story in 1 Samuel chapter 27. And then the third event is Jesus sleeping on the boat during a storm. In each one of these events, there was an unsettling situation. The people involved felt unsettled, insecure, unstable. And from each event, we can take principles that we can apply today, now, to our present situation. Now, some of us may feel like we are having a desert experience. We are not where we were. We are not where we are going to be. (laughs) We don't like the place you are in right now. Can you identify with that? That was the people in the desert. They left Egypt. It wasn't a very good place. Well, it was a good place at all. Not even a very good. It's not a good place at all. They left Egypt. They're supposed to go to freedom. But now they're in the desert. Moving to what is supposed to be a promised land. But they're in the desert. Dusty, dry And they don't know for sure when they're going to get to the other side. Well, what is the big lesson from a desert experience? And if you look back at that story of the Israelites and what is related about it, the big thing there is this, guys. We need to have faith. Folks, right now in the situation you're going through, more than perhaps ever in your life, we need to have faith. When you... Traveling through a situation, going through a season where you've never been before and you've got no idea what lies ahead, you need faith. Do not let circumstances cloud your faith. And it is so easy for that to happen. It happened to the Israelites. They started off very well, very enthusiastic. But very soon, they began to look at the situation, they began to complain, and they lost their faith. Many of them began to lose their faith. Beware, because in the middle of that situation, when they were in the desert, some of them even began to look back to Egypt and say, why don't we go back? Let's go back to Egypt. Let's go back to slavery. At least we knew what the next day would be like. We knew you have to wake up. We have to go and work. And there's going to be some unfairness. But at least we've got food on our tables. We've got a shelter. We've got our families. It is predictable. And sometimes in a situation like this, we just want to go back to the way things were. Now, some of us might have had a fairly good life before this. Some of us, not such a good life. And yet, you'd rather go back to that than sit in this limbo, in this situation. We don't know where you are going. So, But you have to be very careful about that. Listen to these verses from the book of Hebrews. I'm reading Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 to 9. And this is referring to the uh, desert experience of the Israelites. Therefore, As the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the days of trial in the wilderness, in the desert, where your fathers tested me, says the Lord, tried me and saw my works 40 years. 
For 40 years, they were in that desert. For 40 years, they saw the manifestation of God's power. And yet, they hardened their hearts. Listen, unbelief is hardening your heart towards God and His Word. All right? Unbelief is hardening your heart towards God and His Word. People, we have to guard our hearts at this time that you not enter into unbelief. Huh? You are hearing His voice right now. This message, as I'm speaking to you, you are hearing the voice of God. Why? Because it's the Word of God that I am bringing you. Don't ignore it. And God will speak to you in your spirit. As you spend time praying and reading the Bible, don't ignore it. God will speak to you through others as they maybe share a word of encouragement with you, a scripture. Don't ignore it. Don't harden your heart. Hebrews chapter 3 verses 12 and 13 says the following. Beware, brethren. Lest there be new in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. It is so easy to be deceived in times like these and to let your faith grow cold and to harden your heart. And, and so he says, beware. Do not let an evil heart of unbelief creep up on you, departing from the living God. And he says, exhort, encourage one another, challenge one another daily. While it is called today. You know, this is the importance of staying connected, of you continuing to watch these services online, of us staying connected on social media, telephone calls, sending messages, uh, whatever. It is important to stay in touch with one another. We must not allow our heart to grow cold, to harden. And we need to encourage one another frequently. He says, today, frequently, we need to encourage one another so that we will not be hardy in our hearts. Verse 19 of chapter 3 of Hebrews says, So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Some of those that left Egypt did not enter into the promised land. Why? Because of unbelief. And this is the reason. Why they couldn't enter. And today, unbelief can prevent us from enjoying the goodness and blessing of God. Unbelief can prevent us from getting ready into whatever it is that we're going into and enjoying God's goodness. Unbelief can prevent us from knowing God's blessings right now. So please guard your hearts. We need faith at the moment. Now, in the Bible, desert experiences were preparations for new things. Moses himself, where was he when God called him to lead the people out of Egypt? He was in the desert. And then the people of Israel, they went through the desert to get to the promised land. It was a preparation for a new thing. Jesus himself, 
He spent 40 days in the desert in preparation for his ministry, for the new thing in his life. What is the next new thing in God's timeline? What are we approaching? We are, listen, we are in a global desert experience. It's not just you or me or our nation. It is global. We are in a global desert experience. And this is taking us somewhere. And and next week, we'll speak a little bit about that. Where are we going after all this? Every time the people of God in the desert, every time they put a trust in God, God supplied their needs. They saw wonders in the desert for 40 years. And yet, many of them still harden their hearts. Listen, there are wonders happening right now during this desert season. Be aware of that and do not Harden your heart. Listen, God is providing for those that need provision right now in this season. Some are finding jobs in a time where jobs are scarce. God is healing people and keeping them safe. Listen, the high projected figures of death for South Africa and for Africa are not happening. And we pray, oh man, we pray that as we go now into the peak season of this COVID-19, we will not see those high projected figures of death. Amen. Let's agree in prayer that people who contract the sickness will be healed, that we'll not see those deaths taking place. In fact, Father, we pray right now. We agree in prayer, Father God. We pray against the effects of this coronavirus, Lord God. We pray, Lord, for healing for those who have contracted it, Father. And we pray that we will not see that sharp increase in deaths as it is predicted. We break that down. We speak that down in Jesus' name. We proclaim life in Jesus' name. Amen. We need faith at this time. Faith to get through the season. And we agree together in Jesus' name that we'll see a breakthrough. Father, we pray as well for a breakthrough in treating and preventing this disease. Amen. Are you with me in prayer? Hallelujah. So we need to stay in faith. We need faith. We cannot afford to lose our faith. My brother, my sister, at the moment, hold on to your faith. Now, what about David in uh, Ziklag? David and his men, they come from a battle only to find their town destroyed, burned. Their wives and children, gone, taken captive. Can you imagine this? Their world was shaken. You cannot get more unsettled than that. Not only are your possessions burned and gone, but your family is captive, taken captive by the enemy. Those men were strong, brave men. And yet, the Bible says that they just cried. They cried until there was no more strength to cry. Can you imagine the pain, the hurt, the unsettlement in their hearts? And some people have felt that way over this lockdown period. Losing their jobs, their income, not being able to pay the rent or having a threat of losing their homes. For some, This has been a deeply 
unsettling time. They need guidance. They need answers. What do they do? What did David do? Now, David was a leader of those men. And in their time of sorrow, those men, they turned on David. They didn't turn towards David to help him. They turned on him. You go and read the word, it says that they wanted to kill David. Now, isn't that the typical human reaction? The fallen human nature wants to blame somebody when tragedies happen. They want to take revenge. We want to be able to show our fists at somebody. Be it government, be it the president, be it a community leader, anyone. As long as I can express my anger, get it out and see somebody suffer for what we are suffering. And we see different measures of that kind of attitude happening in our nation and in nations around the world. Frustration, anger, blaming. But what should we as believers do? What did David, as a man of the God's own heart, do? Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6 and read what he did. Now, David was greatly distressed. You can imagine. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Man, this is so powerful. David, in the middle of that agony, in the middle of the stress, in the middle of that turmoil, David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. The King James says, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What is the principle here? We need to encourage ourselves. That word strengthened is the Hebrew word chazak. And it means to be strong. It's the same word which God used when he spoke to Joshua and told him to be strong and of good courage. In Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 we read, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And man, we need to hear that today. We need to be encouraged by the Word of God. We need to encourage ourselves with the Word of God. Perhaps David encouraged himself by remembering and quoting that scripture. How do we encourage ourselves? By remembering and quoting the Word of God. And through this time that we are going through, we need to encourage ourselves. We need to hear the Lord telling us as well, be strong, be of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed. Even though you find yourself in this unsettled situation, I am with you. Wherever you go, you are not alone. Now listen, the word of God is powerful. Listen to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts 
and intents of the heart. Wow! The Word of God is living and is powerful. <laughs> Listen, no wonder the devil wants to distract you every time you want to get into the Word of God. Because he knows if you get into the Word of God, it is living. It's powerful. It's going to speak to you. It's going to give you energy. It's going to energize you. It's going to open up your thinking. It's going to open up your spiritual ears to hear the Lord. And yet that is what we need right now. We need to hear from the Lord. And His voice comes primarily by His Word. He deals with us. He strengthens us spiritually, emotionally, physically. And He gives us wisdom as to what to do, what direction to go. You see, you're not going to find in the Bible specific instructions concerning your specific situation. We are in different situations. But as we come to the Lord, as we encourage ourselves, as we are strengthened in Him, He can then instruct us specifically in each one of our situations as to what we should do. Notice that David strengthened and encouraged himself. In that instance where David was, There was no one else to stand by him and to encourage him. The men around him wanted to kill him. He he knew he had to get up and, and give direction to those men, but he couldn't take counsel with any of them because they just, they were, they were crazy. They were full of anger, full of disappointment, full of pain. And so they, they would do, he encouraged himself, himself. As much as you must encourage one another, as I said earlier, and be encouraged by one another. There are times when it's just you and your God. Remember last week, as we spoke of the early church, we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, the disciples devoted themselves. In other words, each one took the initiative and responsibility for their own spiritual growth. Nobody needed to chase them to go to church, to pray, to study the word. Each one developed a personal relationship with God. And as much as we need encouragement and fellowship, we also need to have a living personal relationship with God. We need to have that place in our hearts and in our lives where we can go to when we cannot go Anywhere else. And today, some of you need that that place. In an unsettled world, you need a space where you can find peace, order, and stability. A place where you can hear the voice of God saying to you, Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismissed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. We need to hear that. We will continue this message next Sunday. But as we close, let me pray for you. Especially for those of you who are feeling greatly unsettled at the moment. I encourage you to spend time with the Lord. Talking to Him. And, and listening to him. Man, just, just pour your heart out. 
uh, don't worry about, you know, standard prayer methods or using biblical terms. <laughs> just get into his presence and pour your heart out. Just, just open up, you know, just say what you feel, mention your frustrations, your fear, your anger, your concern. Just say it or shout it. Just, just be you in the presence of God. And when you're done, be quiet and just listen to him. Listen to his gentle voice speaking to you, encouraging you. Be aware of spontaneous thoughts that might pop into it out of nowhere. Be aware of his joy beginning to fill you, flooding you from your belly and, 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 and his peace enveloping you, bringing quietness to your thoughts. Amen. Be aware of that. In fact, I think we all need that. Not just those going through a tough time. We all need it to a measure or other. So let us pray. Let's go before the Lord's presence and trust him to speak to us and to guide us. Shall we pray? Father, thank you so much, Lord, that even in the difficult situations of life, in times where we feel unsettled, Lord, you are there. You are a firm rock, Lord God. You are unshakable. Thank you that today we can come to you, Father. We can call you, and I call you on behalf of my friends, my brothers and sisters, everyone listening, watching to this program right now. Thank you, Father, for your peace, for your joy, for direction. Father, for your strength, my God. You know what each one needs, what each one is going through, Lord. And I pray for your divine intervention. As you did in the desert with your people, Lord God. Do miracles and wonders today amongst your people, Lord God. And help each one of us to draw closer to you, to encourage ourselves in your presence. Bless your people, I pray, Father God, with your joy and with your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, may the love of God be with you, the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. May it remain with you and we'll gather again next week for part two of this message. The Lord bless you. See you next Sunday.